In Dvinsk, there lived a chassid of the Rebbe that Semach Tzedek, named Reb Leib Batlan. He was a great Tamad Chacham and a tzaddik. He was completely withdrawn from worldly affairs. He spent all of his time learning Torah and davening in the base medrash, where he slept each night, only returning home on Friday nights for Shabbos Kadesh. Reb Leib Batlan's son was a businessman and a building contractor. He had many dealings with the Tsar's government and from time to time would receive orders to supply food and clothing for the army. One year, the government began to build a large military fort in the vicinity of Dvinsk. Reb Leib Batlan's son, the Jewish contractor, was designated to build the barracks, the houses where the soldiers and officers would live on the military base. Reb Batlan's son carried out the work efficiently and honestly. When the fortress was complete, government officials and military leaders came to inspect the base, and Reb Batlan's son was praised for his important part in the building of the fortress. Soon afterwards, Tsar Nikolai I happened to be traveling near the area and decided to visit the military fortress as it was in a strategic location. A large parade was arranged to honor the Tsar's visit, during which time the Jewish contractor was presented before His Imperial Majesty, Tsar Nikolai. The Tsar was known for his hostility to Jews. When the Jewish contractor was introduced to the Tsar, the Tsar was not pleased that such an important military installation, a strategic fortress like this, had to be entrusted to a Jew, even a small part of the building. However, he could find nothing wrong with the work, so he played a trick on the Jew. He stopped to look at one of the buildings, looked at the wall, And then the Tsar turned to the Jewish contractor and said, This wall is not completely straight. The Jew was taken by surprise and replied, No, that cannot be right. As soon as he spoke these words, he realized he had committed a crime by contradicting the Tsar. If he had not been in such a state of confusion, he should have replied, Yes, indeed, your imperial majesty, you are correct. I will have the wall fixed immediately at my own expense. But it was too late. The Tsar ordered his guards to arrest the Jew and put him straight into prison, after which time the Tsar left, accompanied by his retinue. News of the unfortunate incident quickly spread through the town until it reached Reblaib's house. Reblaib's wife ran to the base medrash to let her husband know what had happened. The Tsar has imprisoned our son. We must do something, she cried out. But Rebleib simply replied, Do not worry. Our son has committed no crime, and he will soon be released. Then he turned back to his safer and continued learning. Meanwhile, the Jewish contractor had been put into prison, and the royal carriage traveled swiftly on its way. Until suddenly, 
Tsar Nikolai ordered the carriage to stop. He told his traveling secretary to send a swift rider back to town with a message to the chief of the prison that the Tsar has pardoned the Jewish contractor and he should be released immediately. This sudden change in opinion of the Tsar was astonishing to the retinue. They knew that the Tsar did not like Jews. Why should the Tsar have pardoned the Jewish contractor and released him immediately? Why not wait until they reached the palace? Why not wait until the Jew asked to be pardoned? They had never before seen the Tsar do such a thing towards any Jew. What would have been so terrible for the Jew to sit in prison for a few weeks, a few months, or even a few years? Finally, the Tsar's traveling secretary asked the Tsar why he has shown such kindness to the Jewish contractor. In reply, Nikolai told him a story. Several years ago, I conducted an inspection of the naval base near Petterburg, said Tsar Nikolai. There was the usual parade, with the generals and the divisional commanders and all of the navy soldiers marching in splendid formation, saluting me, the Tsar. It was an exhilarating spectacle of military training. Except for one division, which failed to attain the expected level of precision. I summoned the commander, reprimanded him, and sent him to prison. By the time I returned to the palace later that evening, I had completely forgotten about the poor general. Two years later, continued the Tsar, I made an official inspection tour of the Petr Pavlovsk fortress, in which special prisoners are kept. I visited certain cells of the maximum security prison and spoke to some of the prisoners, asking them how long they had been imprisoned and for what crime. In one of the cells, I saw a familiar face and recognized him as one of my division commanders. I asked him, what are you doing here? He then reminded me that I myself had sent him to prison on my order because of his division's poor performance at the military parade. I immediately ordered his release and that he should be returned to his former rank and position. You see, said the Tsar, here was the poor general, languishing in prison for two years for a trivial offense that didn't warrant such punishment. I had forgotten all about him. Yet when I ordered that poor Jewish contractor to prison today, I couldn't get him out of my mind. His pale face kept creeping up before my eyes. From the moment we left the new military fort near Davinsk, I knew that I would have no peace of mind until I freed him, so I decided to do so without delay. Yes, continued Tsar Nikolai, there is something special about that Jew to be able to capture my attention. Perhaps it is a reflection of his father's strength. I have heard that his father is a great rabbi with mystical powers. Let me tell you of an episode that illustrates these mystical powers, said the Tsar. Once while traveling, I had the occasion to lodge in a small town. In the middle of the night, I was awakened by mysterious voices speaking in a language unknown to me, so I sent for the priest. When he came in, I said to him, Ask these voices what they want. The priest looked around, 
and saw no one and heard nothing, he said, Your Majesty, whom shall I ask? I called him a fool and told him to bring the local rabbi. When he came, I asked him the same question. Rabbi, what do these people want? The rabbi replied, They wish to be left in peace. There are plans to build a railroad near this town. The railroad will run through the site of the Jewish cemetery, which would make it necessary to remove their remains and bury them in another place. They are here to ask the Tsar to move the railway line away from the cemetery so they may be left in peace. Had I known earlier what I have learned about Jews since then, concluded Tsar Nikolai, how different it would have been for them and for all of us. You see how unusual these Jews are, so spiritual, so mystical, different than everyone else on the face of the earth.